You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Uh, it was born from a lie in Ferguson, Missouri, based on the false testimony of a few perjuring eyewitnesses who erroneously claimed that the brutal thug Michael Brown was shot with his hands up, which he wasn't. And from that moment, it has brought only misery and destruction to the world. It sparked riots in at least two cities, caused chaos and crime sprees and dozens of others. It peddles violence. It peddles hate. It peddles lies. And, uh, and really nothing more. It, it's lies are what motivated, um, what has motivated violence across the country, attacks against police officers. And the black radical who executed five cops in Dallas uh, obviously believed a lot of the incendiary propaganda that Black Lives Matter has, has, uh, has promoted. Black, black Lives Matter's surrogates publicly justify the murder of law enforcement. Its proponents applaud and celebrate as white people are, white people are attacked and, and harassed. Um, you had a Black Lives Matter protester specifically instructed. There's a video just from this past week of a Black Lives Matter protester standing amid a crowd of other protesters, specifically instructing a cheering crowd to shoot cops or to pull out your pistol and bust on them. Is how he put it. Bust on them. Which means to shoot them. For all you white folks out there. There are Black Lives Matters protesters laughing and dancing while the 12 cops were shot in Dallas. That was caught on film. There was a Black Lives Matter protester who dropped a cement block on a police officer's head last weekend. Fractured his vertebrae. Could have killed him. Black Lives Matter protester just pleaded guilty to cutting a fire hose while firefighters tried to save a CVS in Baltimore that other protesters had just torched. Now, if there was a a group of white activists who called for and participated in race riots and racially motivated killing sprees, nobody would dream of calling the group anything but a terrorist organization. Nobody would defend it. Nobody would argue when the group was categorically condemned from all corners of society. Black Lives Matter is treated differently simply because it has the word black in it. This is affirmative action for hate groups is what's going on. If you replace the word black with white and everything else is the same, only instead of white people being attacked, it's black people. You just reverse the races in all of these situations. The FBI would have shut down this organization a long time ago. But here's the thing. We're told we can't indict BLM for the actions of a few. No, we can't, we can't blame them for a few bad apples. Of course, I, I don't know if it really is a few. You know, you watch a video of these riots and some of the other violence that's broken out. It doesn't appear to be a few. It looks like a, a pretty good number. And in fact, 
even taking the cop shootings and killings and attempted murders aside, I mean, dropping a cement block on a cop, that's attempted murder by a BLM protester. Even putting all that aside, which, which you really can't, when you have at least two riots um, s- sparked from, from protests by this organization in the span of about two and a half years, I mean, that's a lot, actually. Because there are other political groups, advocacy groups, that have staged marches and protested over a long period of time, and there's never been one riot. Not one instance where the March for Life in D.C. has been going on for 40 years has turned into a riot. Yet BLM, they couldn't even make it a couple of years without, having, without, without burning down two cities. Or at least city blocks. And you'll notice that most of the people who make the claim that you can't blame them for the actions of a few are the very same people who blame the NRA for school shootings. You know. The only difference is that you won't find one example of a building being burned to the ground during an NRA meeting. And if you attend one of those decidedly and reliably nonviolent gatherings, you won't find anyone advocating or defending mass shootings. Because if there was even one example of that, if it happened even one time, I don't think the NRA would exist anymore. It would not exist. If there was one video, just one, of somebody in an NRA meeting advocating violence against black people and race-related murders, just one instance, they don't even have to do it, just advocating it, and the other people were cheering and clapping, if that happened just one time, I don't think the NRA would exist. It would be shut down by the government is what would happen. And there would be hate crime charges filed. Of course, even more ludicrously, um, many of BLM's liberal defenders were the first to blame conservative uh, Christians for their rhetoric when the Orlando gay club shooting happened. The only difference in that case is that the Orlando shooter was a Muslim. And conservative Christians are not only not Muslim because they're Christian, but they're usually the harshest critics of radical Islam. That's what's lost in all that. These are, these are radical Islam's enemy number one. Has been that way for a thousand years. Okay, going back to the Crusades. It's been Christians at war with Islam. And yet we're blamed for what they do. And in any case, conservative Christians don't advocate violence against gays. They also don't say, you know, the kinds of things that would would make a reasonable person or even an unreasonable person believe that killing gays would be a form of preemptive self-defense. Black Lives Matter is a different matter. Its proponents routinely accuse cops of literally hunting and murdering black people in the street. Uh, a, A BLM supporter just last weekend, decided to use CNN's coverage of the Dallas massacre as an opportunity to claim that cops are shooting black people for sport. That's what she said on CNN. And as usual, she has not been denounced by the rest of Black Lives Matter. They haven't been lining up to say, no, we don't support that. That's absurd. That's a dangerous thing to say. It's a lie. They haven't done that. Nobody's whispered a word. Do you know why? Because these are not fringe ramblings out on the uh, peripheral, you know, 
of, of the movement. This is the narrative upon which the entire movement is founded. And the problem with it is that it isn't remotely true. As many others have discussed, I don't have to get into it. Um, you know, black people, it's just a fact, commit a disproportionate amount of the violent crime in this country. They do. Yet white people are still, are still the ones who are, who are shot and killed by the cops more often. More often. And there have been recent cases too. A 19-year-old kid, white kid in, um, I forget where this was. I believe it was California, but it was just a couple of weeks ago. Unarmed, shot and killed by the cops. Nobody talking about it. You don't even know his name, do you? I, don't, I think it was Dylan. I don't remember his name either. You don't, know, you don't know anything about that case, do you? I don't really either. I think I read one article. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And it's not like he's the only one. In the last couple of years, there have been hundreds, hundreds of white people shot and killed by the cops. Hundreds. Despite the fact that they're in, they're, they are in, white people are percentage-wise in fewer altercations or are less likely to be in an altercation with the police because they're less likely to commit crime statistically. But here's the thing, and this is what I want to talk about. If somebody really believed, really believed this lie, this lie that virtually everyone in BLM tells ad nauseum, the lie that, that police are out there hunting black people, if they really believe it, how should they react to it? Black Lives Matter is telling black people that the police are dangerous, lunatic racists on a mission to exterminate them. You don't even have to be that radical of a person to come to the conclusion that cops must be dealt with violently in response. If BLM propaganda were true, Micah Johnson's actions in Dallas can't be considered unreasonable. Because if cops, in fact, are hunting black people for sport, would you think about that? Hunting black people for sport. If cops were actually doing that, then their very presence is a clear and present danger to the entire black community. So when you say cops are hunting black people, you are very explicitly, very clearly, very directly encouraging violence against cops, and you're doing it based on something that simply is not true. So this to me is obvious. But what I've seen you know, over the past week is a lot of people, even conservatives, maybe even especially conservatives, saying that you know, rhetoric uh, can never be implicated in violence. And we can never blame ideas, statements, or whatever for violence. And it's true that we can't blame ideas and statements and rhetoric in the sense that a word or an idea or a statement or a collection of rhetoric has never killed anyone on its own. Okay, A, a, a word does not become, or an idea doesn't become an embodied uh, creature, you know, presence of some kind, and, and go out and, and kill people. It doesn't happen. However, people... Actual people confused or deluded or motivated by words and ideas and lies have and often do kill other people. And to say that the words, ideas and lies that motivated them are irrelevant is just ridiculous. It's stupid. That's a, a ridiculous, stupid position to take. It makes no sense. I mean, it denies everything we know about how people work. It, it's just, and these are conservatives I see 
and a lot of them not stupid people at all. Smarter than me, a lot of them. But they're saying something that's stupid. Say, so, yeah, it doesn't matter what they say. You know, it's irrelevant. What are you talking about? How is it irrelevant? You've got these people out there saying, telling, you know, other black people that cops are trying to kill them or hunting them, hunting their children down. And then some black people react to that violently. And you're saying that the lie that motivated it is irrelevant. We shouldn't even talk about it. We shouldn't even bring it up. Are you kidding me? Look, maybe I should clarify something. Maybe I should back up and make myself clear about something because I uh, see a, a lot of conservatives have said that, that if you hold BLM accountable for Dallas and for other violent outbursts against police and others, and you do that as a conservative, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite because we were the ones who mocked liberals for trying to blame us for Orlando, right? We said, how can you blame us for causing a shooting just by expressing an opinion against the gay lifestyle? And... Um, and, and let me extrapolate on, on that point, because I did say that myself. And I, I did say, you know, how can you blame us for this? In fact, I went further. I said, if you blame us for this, you are either an idiot or a liar or both, probably both. But here's why I said that. OK. Let me make myself clear, because there's some nuance to this. I was not saying that rhetoric can never be brought up after an attack or that ideas can never be blamed or, um, or, you know, pointed to as something that fueled or motivated an, uh, or inspired violence. I wasn't saying that because that's just, well, it's pretty stupid. You know, of course, ideas inspire violence. We all know that. Of course, ideas can inspire violence. If they're the wrong kinds of ideas. So I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying, well, you know, say whatever you want. It's totally irrelevant. If a kid was raised in a racist household, let's just say he had racist white trash parents and his racist white trash parents told him every day that blacks are evil and don't deserve to live. And in fact, not only that, but but uh, but are probably out to kill them. Um, Then when this kid's an adult, let's say he went out and killed a black person in a racially motivated attack. Would anyone in their right mind say that the way he was raised, what he was taught, what he was told was irrelevant? Would anyone say that, oh, no, you can't blame the parents for this at all. They have nothing to do with it. Of course, who wouldn't say that? Of course, they have something to do with it. They deserve, in fact, 100% of the blame. Now, that doesn't mean, uh, okay, to understand what I'm saying. That doesn't mean that the kid, now adult, deserves no blame. He also gets 100%. He gets all the blame that you can possibly give, 100%. But the parents in this hypothetical situation that hopefully is, is just hypothetical, is, you know, certainly it's a very rare thing if it does exist, but um, the parents in this hypothetical also deserve 100% of the, the blame as you know, motivating, really intentionally, this attack. So yes, we should absolutely blame them. If that were to happen. But, but everyone would agree in that case, wouldn't they? I mean, nobody would, everyone would agree that his parents are horrible, horrible people, and they share some blame. I mean, w- wouldn't everyone agree? Nobody would, nobody would come to their defense and say, hey, you know what? They, they, you know, le- le- they were just expressing themselves. They, they would have had, how could they have possibly known that filling their kid with, with just this toxic poison and these lies would, 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 would uh, you know, be dangerous. How could they possibly have known that? Nobody would say that because we would say, of course they would know that. 
because people are moved by ideas. That's why we, that's why idea, you know, people die for ideas. I mean, good ideas people can die for. Ideas are very powerful. And when those ideas are hateful, violent, and wrong, and dishonest, the propagators of the ideas should be held accountable. Why shouldn't they? Now, I didn't say arrested or even necessarily censored or anything like that. Although actively encouraging violence is illegal, should be. Um, for instance, like I said, that, that in this one video of many, but that one particular video that's making its way around you know, Twitter of the uh, black guy at the Black Lives Matter protest last weekend encouraging violence against police, he should be arrested because you can't do that. You have First Amendment protections, but you can't sit there and say, hey, guys, go kill that other person. You can't do that. I think we all understand that you can't do that. It's, it's illegal. You're trying to get someone to kill another person. In t- actively, it's what you're trying to do. Um, but the law aside, society should hold people accountable for the ideas that they promote and express. Uh, if a Muslim you know, reads a bunch of radical Islamic literature and watches ISIS propaganda films on YouTube and then goes out and kills a bunch of infidels here in American soil, which has happened recently, unfortunately. Was the propaganda and literature irrelevant? Would I be wrong for condemning the killing and the propaganda that inspired it? Would I be wrong for saying, you know, ISIS propaganda is, is dangerous? No, obviously not. Nazi Germany. Why do you think the second most important person in the Nazi government was Goebbels? The propaganda minister. The second most important person behind, uh, behind Hitler. Why was, he the, why, why was that? Why, why, why was he so important? Because ideas matter. And he was the guy in charge of ideas. Getting people to believe things. Getting them inspired and motivated. Getting them to move in a certain direction. And if the ideas are lies, if the ideas are bigotry, if the ideas are violent, uh, hateful, disgusting, destructive, then like they were in Nazi Germany, like they are with radical Muslims, then they will move people quite purposefully towards deceitful, bigoted, violent, horrible behavior. So back to Orlando, I rejected personally the blaming of Christians for that uh, horrible attack, not because you can never blame rhetoric when bad things happen, but because you can't blame Christian rhetoric in that case. Look, if millions of Christians were actually out there saying gays are scum who should die, then you are damn right that Christians would share a lot of the blame for Orlando, even though the guy was Muslim. I mean, they would share less blame than Muslims do because I'm thinking this guy probably didn't like Christians and probably didn't care much what they said. But either way, you know, if that were the case, if there were millions of Christians running around saying gays are scum, they should die, horrible, you know, gays are out on the street prowling, trying to abduct and rape your children, you know, saying these kinds of things. If that's what millions of Christians were saying, then liberals would be right to say that we are creating a toxic, hateful environment and it's a dangerous environment. They would be right. Of course they would be right. How could you say they wouldn't be right? I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. And if people actually believed it, then they would, a lot of people would do horrible things in response to it. But here's the point. We weren't saying that. I was never, I was never claiming, oh, you, you know, it's, it doesn't matter what we say. You, 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 you can't, you can't criticize what we say. No, it's, you can't criticize this specific thing that we said because there was nothing wrong with it. 
outside of Westboro Baptists and other fringe lunatics, Christians are not saying that gays are scum who should die. It's a very small, small, small fringe who might say that, uh, maybe. But Westboro Baptists, there's, there's like five of them, and they are mocked and ridiculed by everybody, Christians especially, okay? You're not going to find a single Christian who, who, who is reluctant to contemn them and what they say in no uncertain terms. Categorically reject everything about them. Christians despise what they stand for even more than, than non-Christians because they you know purport to be Christians themselves, even though what they're proposing or what they're advocating and evangelizing is a, is a heresy, a ridiculous heresy. But there's no, there's no reluctance at all. So the few fringe lunatics are going around saying things like that. They're just that. They're fringe lunatics. They're out there. The, and, and every other Christian condemns them without any hesitation, no equivocation. But almost everyone else, if they speak out against the gay lifestyle at all, and most do not, by the way, most do not. Um, it's another reason why it was ridiculous that Christians would be blamed, you know, for creating this toxic environment towards gay people. I mean, are you kidding me? It's, it's the, the, the gay lobby and gay activism has made huge inroads into Western Christendom. So there are really very few that will even offer tepid criticism of the gay lifestyle. But those who do are simply asserting their belief in the sanctity of marriage and their belief in sexual morality. Now, you can't blame that. You can disagree with that. Say, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying theologically, morally, whatever. But you can't blame that for a, a killing spree of, of gay people because no reasonable or even unreasonable person could possibly interpret marriages between a man and a woman as kill gays. Okay? Now... They could interpret kill gays as kill gays. And that's what radical Muslims say, which is why we do blame radical Muslims for these kinds of things, because they say stuff like that. And when you tell people to do that and you put those ideas in their head and they turn around and do exactly what you told them to do. Then, yeah, you get some of the blame. Doesn't take away their free will, their agency. That doesn't mitigate what that person did one iota, not even the smallest little bit. You know, that's separate. I mean, they are 100% to blame. Okay, putting them to the side for a minute, you are also to blame. The point is not to mitigate their blame. It's to make sure that you get some too for saying such a horrible thing and being a horrible person. Is that, I just don't, I just don't understand the difficulty here. In the case of BLM, um, they are saying things that are not true and that which you know cops are hunting gay or black people cops are hunting black people black people are not safe they're getting gunned down innocent black people in the street getting gunned down i mean the people that and you know i I don't know in all the cases because that's just part of the point uh alton sterling philando castile we still don't know. I mean, we, 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 nobody waits for all the information to come in, but we still don't know who was at fault there, what exactly happened. We haven't got all the information. We haven't got both sides of the story. As I said when it happened, and this is based, look, this is based on, on nothing. I shouldn't even be saying it, but I'm prefacing it as uh, I have no idea. But if I had to guess 
or if I had to just make a, if I had to make a really uninformed, ill-informed guess that I shouldn't even make, I would say, you know, maybe it'll turn out that the Alton Sterling shooting was justified and the Philander Castillo one was not. That's just looking at the footage we have. I could see it going that way, but I don't know. Maybe they're both justified. Maybe neither is. I don't know. But we do know in other cases that Black Lives Matter, they have made martyrs and and saints out of people who were not innocent at all. And in fact, were trying to kill police officers. And even when they point to and they say, you know, X amount of black people have been killed by cops this year, whatever the number is, I don't even I don't have it in front of me. I don't know. Let's say 50. I know it's probably more than that. Let's say 50 cop black people were killed this year. And they and they they just throw that number out there. They say 50 black people have been shot by cops or murdered by cops is how they often put it. Again, they are saying something that is intentionally dishonest and that is designed designed to inspire hatred and suspicion of cops. Because when they say 50 black guys shot by cops, even if the number is correct, they damn well know that by any measure, a good portion of those killings were completely justified. They're acting like they are all unjustified. What What they are suggesting is that every time a black person has been shot by the cops, it's always unjustified because he's black. These people have not yet met... A, a killing of a black suspect that they thought was justified. They haven't met a single one. They won't even, they won't even allow for the possibility that sometimes you actually have black criminals who are trying to kill cops or trying to kill other innocent civilians, and they have to be killed as an, as an act of self-defense, either the cops defending himself or defending the community. They won't even allow for that. They take every killing of a black guy by a cop and they lump it all together and they say all of them have been murdered. That is so absurd. It is so intensely, emphatically dishonest that I can only come to the conclusion that the people who say it, there, there are two ways to explain it. They are either very, very profoundly stupid that they actually believe that every time a black person has been shot by cops, it has been unjustified. Even though they don't even, you know, they they haven't even looked into 92% of them. And they actually believe, oh, it's automatically unjustified. So they actually believe that. They're intensely stupid, profoundly stupid. Or they know that that, of course, is not true because they're not stupid. They're not brain damaged. And they're saying it anyway. And if they're saying it anyway, then we have to ask why. Why are they saying it? Why are they saying this thing that they know is not true and that they know paints cops as an active ongoing threat to the health and safety of black people. Why do they say it? Why? Why? Why is the question? This is a question we should be asking. This is a question conservatives should be asking. So I know it's, it's, you know, it's very nice and it seems very nice and friendly to say, oh, you know, we have to understand where Black Lives Matter is coming from. We don't want to blame them. You know, we don't want to blame them. You know, buck up. Grow a spine, for God's sake. You kidding me? You know what these people are doing. You hear what they're saying? Think about it. Why are they saying it? It's not true. 
they have gone way beyond saying, well, black people are sometimes treated unfairly by the cops. They are saying that black people are being hunted and murdered by the cops by the hundreds. You are, when you say that, again, you're either brain damaged or you are actually trying to inspire violence. Or, alternatively, you're trying to create division and you don't particularly care if that division spills over into violence. I mean, a large number of BLM folks do explicitly advocate violence, as in, yes, go commit violence. <laughs> they, they, they literally cheer for it. Even more commonly, they refuse to condemn it when it does. I mean, are we really forgetting that BLM did not denounce the riots in Baltimore and Ferguson? Many of them did not. In many cases, they excused them. Of course, we should blame them for that. But even putting all that aside, they're making claims. They are promoting ideas, pushing propaganda that is designed to, in fact, create a hostile and dangerous environment for police. That's what they're doing. And you know what? Yeah, we should denounce them for it. We should denounce them loudly. And we should blame them. We should absolutely blame them. When the division that they are intentionally attempting to create arises and turns violent. Yes, we should blame them. Of course we should. I suggest the conservatives, you know, just uh, have some guts about this because we know it. And it's about time we say it. All right. That's going to do it for me. I'll talk to you guys later. Akruche, salut. Godspeed, everybody.